Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Thank you all for coming tonight. We're happy to be here, finally, with Rit Dietz. Mr. Rit Dietz. Hey, thanks for being on the show. It's been my pleasure, Chris. Yeah, I'm glad we finally hooked it up. Yeah, I think we played. Uh, I mean, I, we've I've we've heard your name for for quite a long time. We've all been around Madison for quite a while, and I think it was it was a few years ago. We were both playing on uh, Andy Moore's 30 Minute Music Era at the Wisconsin Public R Television, Music and I think hour. you were on after us. 
Yeah, or, before uh, you actually. But before, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Then we passed like ships in the night. <laughs> Yeah. Next. Yeah. You us. punched your time card. Woo. Exactly. You and, and me and Mary and Andy and the cameraman. Right. Yeah. In a really big cavernous kind of dark place yeah. where there's like a sewing with Nancy area. That's right. Yeah. And then when we went outside, it was actually sunny and it was kind of like, yeah. what? Right. Oh my God, what? it's so bright. Yeah. It's and I think strange. that was that was actually the first night. I want to mm. say that was the fir- one of the first nights that we had done uh, um, this show. Or really? It was, pretty er- it was pretty early on, I think. That's probably about right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for coming. No, my pleasure. Yeah, it's great. And yeah. it, it, just to get this out of the way, very interesting name. We talked about this writ short for uh, merit, but you've always been writ. That's right. Yeah. And Dietz, D-E-I-T-Z. So if you're going to the website, it's writdietz.com, R-I-T-T-D-E-I-T-Z.com. Yep. Find out. And how would it be in German? In German, it would be Deitz. Deitz. Sorry, I was doing Arnold for a minute. But, but you're a French teacher at the UW. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Any French in your background? or None. Nine. 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 <laughs> yeah. so, so why French? What, what led you to? I was a French. cute French teacher in 11th grade. Aha, so. That'll do it. Wow. <laughs> and she's still in 11th grade. No, <laughs> honey, I think he's referring right to the Kentucky, teacher. Oh, yeah. okay. No, you know, you got a good, you know, you start doing something and you get good at it accidentally, and then you find a way to make a living doing it, and yeah. even if it's like okay living. It's Are a living. you multilingual in other or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you speak other languages? Oh, <laughs> uh, not really. I speak some German. Yeah. Lingually. Lingually. Yeah. yeah, lingually speaking. Yeah. <laughs> a little youper sometimes. Yeah. This is a family show. Well, we all speak a little youper around <laughs> yeah. here, you know. You're, um, and at some point, we would love to have the family on. The Dream of the Family Band. Mm. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit. You've had, you're, uh, you're a family guy. Yeah. And uh, have done a lot of different, uh, different formats. Yeah. yeah, permutations, you might call them, yeah. since I was working with my daughter on her math this morning, I guess. Oh, um, and our kids are 18 and 15 and 10 and a half, almost 11 next month. Yeah. And they all play music, and we play. Um, they all have cycled through the band, you know. Um, I've written songs and played music since I was 10 years old, and then um, as soon as I could figure out a way to force my children into my band, it was great, because they, <laughs> they were always in the house all the time, and they have to practice when you tell them to. <laughs> So it's great. And then they start revolting uh-huh. against you and coordinating with each other and rebelling. And, um, so, but it's, it's fantastic, actually, because they're all really accomplished-sounding musicians. And a lot of the, for those musicians out there in the audience, um, teach your children how to play chords on instruments. You teach them how to play chords, it's going to be all right. Everything else that they can't do quite like they are expected to do, it's going to work out. Because if they play chords and they like to play the instrument, they will play it. Yeah, something they'll always have the rest of their life. They can sit down and play that song That's right. that they want. That's right. We were out at a big family camp out party thing that we go to. Uh, Joe Meisel here on bass and I go to this party every um, summer. And uh, a guy out this out in western Wisconsin, and there's this guy who's played music for a long time. And he gave our oldest son, who's a bass player and a guitar player and a piano player, gave him his bass and said to me, because we had played a little some kind of a format, you know, some sort of a version of a show of some sort out by the barn and everyone was into it. And this guy said, you know, it's so cool that your kids play music because later on when the, you know, what hits the fan, because yeah. it will, they'll have something that nobody can take away from them. It's mm-hmm. kind of a dark way of putting it, but I think that it's ultimately true that as you age and go through life and 
discover things you're good at, discover things that you thought you were good at that you're not so good at. It doesn't matter. You can play music through all that stuff. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, man. And you don't have to be. That, well, and the, I know the other hard, hard lesson it seems like we all learn as musicians and just as human beings is there's at some point, uh, and you can make anything as much of a competition as you'd like. However, there's always going to be somebody better than you. So at some point you just realize, hey, if I'm going to enjoy this, I can't think that way. I'm just going to enjoy doing what I do. And ultimately, if you keep doing that, you're going to do what you do better than anyone else does what you do. That's right. <laughs> You've just defined style, I think, which yeah. I had a hard time understanding as a teenager because I did a lot of graph, or a lot of visual art. I grew up in Kentucky, and my tennis coach was my art teacher, and we played music the whole time and all yeah. this. And so visual art was, was big for me. I thought for a while, I'm attracted to all these things, none of which make any money at all. <laughs> Nobody Ding. told me otherwise. But yeah, you know how it is. We're in you know, like company here. But yeah. I remember him trying to describe style one time, and I thought, because I come from this family, I'm like, ah, jacks of all trades out there doing stuff. And uh, you know, yeah. my mother goes into these crazy modes where she wants to clean up her house and she does things like last time I was down in Kentucky, she had painted her carpet. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, and it's I awesome. love your mother. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've always wanted to do that. There's a certain style there. She actually yeah. painted a, a couch one time. I mean, you know, <laughs> and that's part of her style. I didn't quite yeah. understand what style was, but you know, I think if you just create long enough and you're creating yeah. in a medium that you enjoy, you get to be sort of in your forties or something and everybody around you knows it if you don't, but you have a style. Yeah. yeah. Can I get her number? <laughs> sure. You know, we should introduce everybody in the band here. This is a, it's a trio, Mr. Joe Meisel on bass, and you guys go way back. We do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we moved to, um, well, we knew each other in, in Virginia, where we both went to school, and we um, moved to Madison together um, with a bunch of other guys, and just to kind of explore the music scene here. Met the Gomers right away, played in some clubs that now have all burned down and don't exist anymore. <laughs> you don't accept any responsibility for that, though, do you? No, I was in okay. the parking lot at the time. He's an alibi. <laughs> okay. Sure you were. <laughs> So, Mr. Joe Meisel, Isle of Dogs, early on, yeah. very early. Yeah, very yeah. early, 1988, 89, 90. Yeah. Nice. And uh, we have Mr. Dave Foss on the hammer dulcimer. And the rub board, and I noticed that was a very cool technique. I'd never seen that. You just, uh, what you were doing with the... I was wondering if that was a garlic, cr uh, no, not a, yeah, a garlic crusher that you were using as your... It's a scrub brush. Oh, Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. It has a great sound on that little washboard thingy. It, do they have it? Is it in the, uh, the rub board rubber section? The, no. Rubbermaid. Rubbermaid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ritt Dietz here. Imagining hours, it's family time, it's a 
some towers We stay inside because of the showers Oh, it's temporary, it's temporary Dave Foss hurt his wrist last night and is playing one-handedly, I just want to note. It's the first time we've ever done that. i got to so. ask you guys, how, how do you go about finding a hammer dulcimer player? Yeah. yeah, right, much less a one-handed one. It seems like such a rare thing to find. Well, this guitar player and a bass player walk into a bar. and you know, <laughs> We were coaching soccer together, Dave and I were. Oh. Yeah. The oldest and my youngest were on a soccer team together, and Rit was the coach, and... We both went out for a walk one day and met each other and started walking and talking and talking music. And um, There was a parents' night the next night, drinking and carrying on and so on. But Ritz said, bring, bring your dulcimer. And I said, bring your guitar. And so we played some and had fun. I thought, well, this is, this is kind of fun. We should do this more often. And Ritz says, oh, you want to play in my band, go on tour, you know, do some recording? I said, yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> You said, which, which is what you say every time I ask you stuff like that, which is, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that means, that means either, either you bet or, uh-huh, yeah, right. <laughs> sure. You can take it any way you want, I guess. It's a great sound. It is. It's very it's cool. Pretty. I mean, even yeah. in the context of, I mean, I normally think of it in the context of more, more folky material. I mean, we've heard it in a lot of different ways. We were talking about, uh, what was the band, uh, John McCutcheon, who you know kind of really popularized it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, and he plays quite a variety of styles. But did you start, Dave? Did you start out playing more traditionally? I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I when I'm on my own, I play more Celtic music than okay. anything. But uh, I've adapted. <laughs> Clearly, it yes. That's because we can't play jigs. That's why he's adapted. Shall we play this a song called "My Favorite Color"? It's got Ohio Valley references in it. Tommy called last Monday, got out after a year. Was in a fight that left him so that he can't hardly hear. Now he walks right up to things. 
things he always used to fear He stands there still and quiet in his shoes Went to see his girlfriend who was living with her mom Still hadn't seen his daughter but she knew him on the phone Things you never had, you still can lose. What's my favorite color now? The sunlight on the rooftops, the water on the ground. It's morning in your kitchen, but you don't make any sound. Love's my favorite color now. Newport, and he sat down by a wall. Wouldn't know his baby if she passed him in the hall. But she'd like to tell him stories every time he'd call. Her voice was small and shiny as a dime. Well, he looked across the river, wished that he could swim. Drive up on the pylons where he'd sing and dive back in. Yeah, he knew where he was going, where he'd always been. Sometimes all you have to spend is time. What's my favorite color? Thank you all. Mr. Rit Dietz and Mr. One Arm Dave Foss on the uh, Amber Dolls. <laughs> it was kind of like watching the who is the score, who is the the famous '80s band the drummer just had one arm. Scorpions? No. Def Leppard. Def Leppard. That was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had a terrible volleyball accident last night. It was a lot like the oh. Def Leppard drummer. <laughs> Alligator. Alligator. <laughs> Wrist. <laughs> <laughs> the show. Where's the drummer? We didn't bring our drummer tonight. So. 
You might as well have a really good story about it. You might as well make something up. That's good. I know, I tried to get him to come up with a really good one for you guys. <laughs> Alligator, that's all right. I believe them all, every yeah. single one of them. <laughs> They're all true in someone's mind. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we doing? Uh, let's play Ice. Ice. This is a song in G. Cool. For you musicians in the crowd who want to sing along. It's called Ice, and it'll take you right into the wintertime here, and maybe out a little bit on the other end in the spring, too. For those of you non-Wisconsinites, we're a little discombobulated here because we don't have any snow yet, and it's weird, and it's after, it's after Thanksgiving, <laughs> middle of December. Honey, we do have snow. What? The only place you can find it in Sun Prairie or yeah. Madison is on our table on our deck. Oh, that's right, yeah. That's right, because it flurried for a minute. Yeah, and it's and in it, the shade. N- yeah. It's in the shade. Yeah. 
So there's about it's a secret. There's an art to it. We're special. Yeah. There's six words for snow here, right? Or eight or something, right? Six oh, different words. That people there's only one of them you can say in public, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are here in Mantos Life. If you're just joining us, we're here with Rit Dietz and Van. We've had a trio tonight. And very cool, unusual trio, electric bass, acoustic guitar, hammer dulcimer, if you're not familiar with it. And for those um, who have heard the word dulcimer, um, often there are a couple different kinds. There's a lap dulcimer. Uh, is that called appellation? Yeah. Yeah. Mountain, Mountain dulcimer. dulcimer. It sits on your lap, and it has, and you, you essentially strum it, and has four strings. Yep. Four yeah. strings. And this one has a lot more strings than that. Man, tuning that must be really kind of not fun. It's kind of... Okay. Right. <laughs> he wow. wrote the new CD, Pop. Yeah. Relatively new. Yeah. Pretty well, new. In the spring. Came out in the spring. Um, Uvia Little Records. You, yeah, Uvia Little. Um, our friends uh, John Hain and Stephanie Rerick that own uh, um, uh, Mother Fool's Coffee House on uh, East... Uh, Willie Street. I Willie know Street. these things. Willie Street. I can't believe it. Willie Street. Exactly. <laughs> but Uvia uh, Little Records has put out lots of interesting artists over the years. Mm-hmm. And you guys are on that. You can go to their website or your website to find out more about it. Um, but I like this. You invited friends and family members to the recording sessions. How was that? Um, there were a lot of recording sessions. Okay. And this was kind of a studio record. It was the most Wilco-like of the pr- projects that we've done, I think. Yeah. Now, the record before it was real live, all kind of like you know Neil Young, early James Taylor, out in the yeah. boathouse, everybody live. And this one was a lot more layered. Uh-huh. And, um, and it happened over about a year probably so it's a lot more like that and people flying in tracks from the coast to coast in the 70s kind of thing you know and it was it, i like the record i really do like it but um it's hard to play live because it's got lots of stuff in it and it's very sure. layered and kind of studio sounding so you gotta have to find the core of what those songs were you sort of do and yeah it's tricky and there's there are a lot of instruments involved and part of having kids who play music is you want them to be involved in those things, knowing, too, that you're putting this down for posterity and that, you know, if they continue to play the instrument they're playing in two years, they're going to hate your guts because you showed them to be this lame little dull kid banging out chords when now he can play really great, you know. (laughs) But that's kind of the risk. It's sort of like having a camera and being a parent. You can take pictures of the kid and he's going to wear the, you know, bell bottoms and the thing that's all shiny and you have it up on the wall when he brings his girlfriend home for the first time. That's the way it's going to work. So it's the musical equivalent of that. So. And they're very uh, um, good-spirited collaborators, and they like to improvise a lot. So I wanted to kind of capture them during this time in their lives, too, and on that record. It'll sound totally different. Um, already they sound different. A year later, they all sound different. So I have a really naughty idea for a Christmas gift. So you take pictures. This is something that you show to their girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever when they come in the door before the kid's ready. You make sure that they get there early. And you have a book made of their childhood pictures, the ones where their diaper's falling off, (laughs) mixed in with the ones of them playing music when they were really young, all the stuff they hate. Okay, and the stuff they like. You don't want them to hate you forever, but... Man, I'd love to see that. That's book. what my wife my wife says when I say stuff like that is you want those kids to come back, right? <laughs> well eventually. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe not right away. So were how much creating were you guys doing in the studio for this? Did were you playing any of these those songs out at gigs before you yeah, went in the studio? A lot of the on pop, you mean yeah. on that record? Um some of them we've been playing for a couple of years. A couple okay. of them I wrote um the year during the year we were recording the record, 
And uh, my father died, and I called him Pop, actually. So I've never okay. really said that to anyone, but that's part of it. And part of it is it's a poppy-sounding record for what we normally do. The one before it was called Upstream, and it was a lot more folky, yeah. stringy-sounding. And um, so, you know, your middle-aged musicians always write a song when somebody they love dies, especially a parent. It's a, it makes for um, a record. You have to. It's like there's a law that you have to make. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so, um, there was that and yeah, there, so there are a few new songs on there and there are a few experimental songs on there that we did kind of on the fly. Yeah. So in fact, we're, we're about to play one for you. I think. I, I, it had never occurred to me that it might've been about your dad. I just assumed, you know, I'm just, yeah. as probably most people do. That's about, I have to say it's super deep, you know, but when you're with someone, I, I was at all three of my children's births and, um, I was with my dad, uh, not the moment he died, but, um, there was something very calming about it all. It was, you know, I miss him, and we were very close. But there was something very, very like a woman giving birth about what he was doing. Yeah, it was. It was very. It's hard to express. You know, but. I, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before. I mean, I don't know. I had the similar experience, and it is really an incredible thing to be there. I was there with all of my family members, my dad, and we were very close. This was about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Same thing in the hospital, and we were a fortunate. Sounds strange, but same thing. Fortunate enough to have to be in the same place at the same time, you know, Together. and to be there literally when when he drew his last breath. Wow. And, and yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah. And people would say it's very very sad and emotional. Of course it is, but it you know, but it's also it, it's it's indescribable unless you. It is. Yeah. It is natural. It is natural. It's very. And it's something natural. that we don't talk about or do or have any rituals for in our. We have yeah. rituals for everything and all kinds of stuff, but we don't do that one very. And well. you said it was freeing. It was actually, in some yeah. Ways. yeah. Yeah, I it can was, see that. It was that. freeing. It was freeing. It's the classic, you know. There's a lot of great songs about death. You know, I was playing a show on War once with Turner Collins, who plays Celtic music, and yeah. we were doing. He's from uh, Springfield, Missouri, and we we're and, you know Ozarks, and I'm from Kentucky, and so we did a couple songs. And whoever the host was that day, we played a couple songs along these lines. You know, there's a lot of songs about dying, and um, the host paused and said, "What do you call this? Is this take me out back behind the barn and shoot me dead music?" <laughs> so we played something upbeat that was our cue to like but that the other was one cue. was Andy Ewan who's a musician in oh, Madison yeah, yeah. and I played a show yeah. together where we kind of we kind of traded off and we backed each other up and he played a song about his mom which was super moving I played a song about my grandfather which was super moving and then he stood up and said you know I have another song about someone I love who died and then I had another one and we was like this dueling songs about loved ones <laughs> who died night <laughs> I think he had one more than I did, so... I to, did you yeah. look up finally and everyone had left? <laughs> it was like, there was, People were hanging from the rafters. Yeah. Guy with a gun. This one's in a minor key, folks, so... Yeah, that's kind of how it works. So this, one was, this one's about a cemetery. <laughs> Actually, right. um, it is. Well, you know, I'm, there's, a great, there's a great graveyard behind my parents' house, and I went back there, and t- we'd take walks a lot with my dad and dogs and my stepmom and, and uh, all that uh, group. And I thought, there's some great names in this graveyard, mostly a song about names. And there's some really great names in this graveyard. And most of them are from, they're up through about the Second World War, and there are a lot of them from about the 1830s, 40s. Up, Most of the peopling of that graveyard was up until about the First World War, so there's some really great names. So this is about the birth of twins, but it's all using names I found in the graveyard in Henderson, Kentucky, behind my dad's house. It's called Lorena Callista. Lights flickered on across town at 510 
On the hillside behind the South School The sun had gone down one more time And on Cherry Street Everything was quiet and cool Fred Held ran the mile From the mill by the river Much faster than he'd ever done Gotten the word sent by Dr. Bob Hatcher Delivered by Lloyd Ruggles' son When Fred first met Julia She showed him her poems A bright tiny bird on the wing she spoke of children, her voice fairly quivered He married her late in the spring Lorena, Callista, their mother, her sister, the doctor, and Julia's aunt Lister Lorena, just love between you two new little girls in this Together, surrounding the children, and Julia, exhausted and small, asked Fred if his father or big brother Droogie had moved her books into the hall. Fred smiled. Doctor Hatcher said, "Julia, you rest now. I will," she said, "but we must make room." Just love between you two new 
little girls in this world. Thank you. Okay, I got it. Yeah, uh, I like that was a good signal. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, was that uh, was that one name that inspired you, or was that when you were looking at the headstones? There's a lot of there's a lot of names in that graveyard, yeah. and my favorite one, and my kid's favorite one, is a guy called Roy B. Tippin. <laughs> so there's a lot of great. <laughs> that went on for a while. We start while we walk up past that one, we start getting close to it, and my son Mitch goes. I'm glad we added this restaurant tonight because Roy be tipping. <laughs> or, what's wrong with Roy? He's standing. He's sort of listening to the right a little bit. Roy be tipping. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. He just lived his life. He's gone. Yeah. His loved ones put his name on a piece of rock. And <laughs> a lot of <laughs> little did he know yeah. his name was actually Roy R. Tippin. <laughs> you know, that would have been more. <laughs> the R was backwards. Yeah, like, backwards. <laughs> little quotes around it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, in that same actually, last time we were there, we went um, past a group of of uh, tombstones, and they were um, they all had the dates, day, the day, and the year of birth, and the day and year of death, and there were like five in a row. And then a couple up here, and one of the ones up here, and all five of these were the same day of death. And I went online, and a um, little history detective kind of deal, and it went out for like two hours, and it was, really, and finally I found it, and it was, a, it was, uh, they were all in like a, like crammed into a Model T, you know, yeah, at a railroad crossing, and got hit by a train, yeah. and it was like a whole, I mean, it was like an uncle and a mom and yeah. three kids, and and it was sad, you know, this was like a hundred years ago or something, but it yeah. was. But I love, and something's very calming. Uh, maybe that's why we play music, you know? Yeah. It's pretty strange. Normal people find this really unusual, but, uh, you know, Edgar Allan Poe didn't. <laughs> so. We'd like to welcome you to the Stephen King music hour. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, Let's do that one about bats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you mentioned uh, the previous album, the, the, the current one is called Pop. Uh, the previous one, uh, released in 2007, Upstream, featured local musician uh, Andy Ewan, and a good friend of ours. We were talking about other connections here in town, the Gomers, et cetera. And Andy is one of those people, I'm talking about really connecting, you know. Mm -hmm. he's, he's one of the most intense and wonderful musicians we've we had, had him on the show. On the show and, he's super and, um, intense when he plays. Man, yeah. I've never seen anyone go so deep inside of himself when he's playing a guitar in my life. Yep. And yeah. in fact, he came to play that... Um, piece on the song that album we did all live except for a couple of little extra parts like his mm -hmm. and he came over and I remember the kids were there and he you know he had the headset on and he just started playing and uh you know he's making all these sounds <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. that's my Andy you and pant <laughs> yeah. no I mean he and yeah. he said you know after he, and he sort of said to me are we gonna play a song together one time and he said are we really gonna do this song in this key or this way because you know I kind of get you know I kind of go like, I'm going to lose control of my conscious self here yeah. in a couple minutes. And he does, and he's great that way. He's yeah. such a good oh, musician. Yeah, yeah, totally. So if you have anything to say to me now, say it now, right? Because <laughs> Right. You know, Whatever happens, yeah. don't let me out of this room. <laughs> as much as I'm yelling for you to, right? <laughs> exactly. That's Andy. 
Andy from Honor Among Thieves, a great, yeah. great local band here. Mm-hmm. And if you're just joining us, we're here with Rit Dietz. It's R-I-T-T-D-E-I-T-Z.com. Rit Dietz here on Mad Toast Live. Oh, we were going to do this. You want to play with this one? I love yeah. This is called Nothing Like That because I heard some people in a cafe one time. And here in Madison, there's a lot of graduate students and teachers and people and, and you know, people studying in books and stuff. And at that time of year, this is near the end of a semester, there's these two women at a table. And I think they were teaching, you know, freshman composition or something. They both looked, they'd been pulling their hair out and they're grading piles of papers. And one of them said, if this boy compares his girlfriend's hair to a waterfall one more time, I'm going to throw myself out the window. <laughs> and I thought, you know, it's true, a metaphor. Kids just trying to use a metaphor. But, you know, so this is called Nothing Like That. Don't compare your hair to a waterfall I don't see stars in your eyes at all The sun's nothing like the light on your face Not transported by your warm embrace Your hands ain't nothing like a pretty song And I don't really think of you all day long You don't actually sing like a beautiful bird I guess I'm having trouble finding just the right word Nothing like that Your voice can't caress me when I'm feeling down I don't carry you with me all over town What you do to me ain't big or loud And it's really nothing like walking on a cloud
Thank you all. One more time. Cool. Nothing like that. Is that on pop? That's on upstream. Okay. Upstream. 2007 is upstream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did Andy play on that one? What's that? Did Andy play on that? Andy Ewan? He didn't play on that one. Yeah. He played on a really super slow one. Oh, nice. Called Cloudy. Cloudy. Yeah. What you got? What you got? What you got? Yeah. You got another one? I got more, yeah. 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 How many more can I play? Uh, 20? 35? 35, no, 16. We'll do like the, uh, this is the all John Philip Sousa set we were going to do. <laughs> nice. Like, nice. We, we have time for a couple more. Oh, unfortunately, yeah. our time. No. <laughs> Just this is about Henderson, Kentucky, which is a, on the river. I've just been reading a bunch of books about packet boats. I grew up on the Ohio River and, um, and river boats. <sighs> Love river boats. People used to use them all the time. They were constantly being used until barges, until you could push 15 of something and get downriver the same amount of stuff you could do you know, all year in a bunch of riverboat runs. But they're cool. Um, big wooden things with paddles on the back and Mark Twain, what are you going to say? Um, Henderson is um, on the river and it's like a lot of river towns um, all up and down the Mississippi. It's the same story and you could see there used to be affluence and it used to be the used to be the interstate and it used to be the airport and it used to be all that stuff and the river was used so many different ways. So Henderson, Kentucky is on the river. That's where my dad lived and um, so this is called Henderson. Still cool 
from Rip Beats. This, I gotta say, this is one of, the, <clears throat> one of the reasons why we do this show, really. I mean, this Madison scene is so amazing. You guys have been, you've been doing this here for a long time, a lot of mutual friends, Jay Moran, etc. Songwriters writing their, uh, writing original things, folk, pop, rock, a mix of things, you know, always original, always changing. This, this is so cool, this is a trio, pop, rock, folk, pop, trio, whatever you'd call it. It's so powerful. You don't even have a drummer. You know, your percussive style, the, the dulcimer and the bass, the way, this is just fabulous. Thank yeah, you. yeah, Rip Beats. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, Thank please. I'll, I'll say that our former drummer, Cliff Hobson, who's lived a happy life in, uh, in Alaska for a long time, would probably resent being told that the band sounds great without a drummer. <laughs> he was uh, Honor Among Thieves' first drummer, too, before. Uh, well, I'm sure that would be a great addition. My cheeks hurt. <laughs> this is a song, and so I was saying a few about Western down the river, down in Western Kentucky, but I actually grew up in Northern Kentucky, in Florence, Kentucky, and this song takes place there, and it's called Sign. So this is for my people there. This is on a record called After the Mountains, which was right before Upstream. This was written, um, that record was dedicated to my grandmother's father, who was a banjo player who moved from the mountains and married a girl from Cincinnati, and my grandma used to when she was a little girl, um, go do, they would go to the movie house and he would play with his old time music band. He had a banjo, mandolin player and a bass player and he would play ban a banjo and she would do gymnastics in front of them between shows and, we, and between sets. And she came up here recently, she's 91, and we played a show in Baraboo and there were a bunch of people in the audience and I told that story and somebody said, are you gonna do some gymnastics now? <laughs> My grandma goes, not on purpose. <laughs> this is called Sign. You want to thank the people who brought you up and just, you don't know how, you don't have the words. So that's what this is about. Like a bicycle under the bridge, a 
making you a sign The top of the bridge is a good place to find The side of the road for the very first time And it takes off like a sparrow I dream that I ride my cousin's Camaro And I walk to the Y in my main street sombrero Mr. Joe Meisel on the bass, Mr. Dave Foss, the Hammer Doll Summer, and the Rub Board, Rit Dietz. You can go to RitDietz.com, R-I-T-T-D-E-I-T-Z.com. 
You can stream or download past episodes at mantislive.com or find us in the podcast directory of iTunes. If you're in the Madison area, tune in to WRT 89.9 FM every Friday at midnight or online at localsounds.fm every weekday at noon. We'd like to give special thanks to Andy LaValle from Bear Sound, our front of house engineer and technical producer, Adam Baranek, our audio intern, and the stylish Brink Lounge at 701 East Washington Avenue in downtown Madison. Ooh la la. And thank WORT 89.9 FM, listener-sponsored community radio, serving South Central Wisconsin for 36 years. If you're a listener or a supporter of Mad Toast Live, one way can help keep us doing what we're doing is by passing on info about these great shows to anyone you think might enjoy them. We also feature a donate button on the website now to help with our production and promotional expenses. And if you'd like to make a larger uh, tax-deductible donation, you can get a hold through our fiscal agent, our fiscal receiver that's also on our website. Thank you for your support, and thank you for listening to Mad Toast Live. And remember, you can always bring uh, donuts, too. There you, go. you can donate, or you can bring donuts live in person. Thank you.